This is the Gospel Cast with your host, Luke from the Gospel House. I would like to point ourselves to chapter 3 of Jeremiah. So Jeremiah 3, 15, verse 15, which says, And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So this one verse, uh, today's episode is all directed towards pastors. So we're looking at, there's two aspects of pastors that we need to look at. And right now we're going to look at one aspect, which is talking about the pastors building us up, the good things about pastors. So this one verse is going to connect everything that we're going to be talking about that uh, that God Jeremiah is writing this that God is uh, influencing Jeremiah to write this he's giving Jeremiah words to write and Jeremiah writes and I will give you shepherds after my own heart so if you think about a shepherd what does a shepherd do he leads sheep And of course, uh, we can point to that one chapter uh, in John, John 10, where Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. Um, And that is true. Jesus is also referencing that he is the good shepherd. But what we're talking about is pastors. So imagine a shepherd that he leads sheep, right? But he teaches the sheep because sheep are dumb. They want to walk off a cliff. They don't even care if they die, which is a sad life for a sheep. I got to be honest. Like you got to feel bad for the creatures. But anyway, back to my point that shepherds guide their sheep to listen to the shepherd's voice. They, he teaches them, Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Now he doesn't know sheep language, but he teaches the sheep that he, they can't wander off because if they wander off, then they're going to end up in danger and possibly death. And that's what a shepherd does. Our pastors are shepherds. Did you know that? They are supposed to be the ones that are guiding us to follow after Christ in the right way. The perfect way? No. But the right way? Yes. So pastors are our shepherds that chase after God's own heart. My pastor, he chases after God's own heart. I could definitely tell he does. And then what, what does the pastor do? It says it again. It says it further down in the, in the verse, who will feed you with knowledge, who will feed us with knowledge of how to do things and understanding and understanding God's word. Now, God is a mystery. We're never going to understand 100% of God. We're like 1% of knowledge compared to God, which he knows 100% of everything. Just think about it that way. Imagine, you know, that pie graph where 1%, but God is the rest. God knows everything, but we only know a tiny bit. So it's not talking about like all understanding, but he, he's given, but the pastors are supposed to allow us to understand what God's word is supposed to teach us within a verse, within a chapter, what this prophet is saying, what this letter is. Epistle saying, you know, they're trying to teach us how to how to how to reason with it. And I want to read another passage, which is found in Ephesians four. Uh, Ephesians four, eleven through twelve. Again, Ephesians four, eleven through twelve, which says. 
He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Now, this is what God is giving those that are seeking after his name, wanting to teach his word, just like me. Like I'm no pastor, but I like to teach the word. And what this is saying is when we're looking at pastors, he's giving God gives pastors the ability to help us reason what God's word saying. So he gave apostles the ability to do miracles and to do, and did you know, Jesus actually told the disciples, I'm giving you dominion of miracles, raising the dead and healing the sick. You can find that in Luke nine, one. And basically evangelists is what we are, right? that preach the word in our own way. Like either you're going out into the streets, which we should uh, spread the gospel anywhere we, anywhere we can. But just like me on this, on this podcast, I'm teaching you about Jesus. This is the way of how I'm ev- evangelizing because I love using technology. So this is how I am making this uh, part of my kind of routine. But so anyway, let's get back to our point that God gives up all these people that are, are wanting to preach and teach God's word. God gives them the the ability to do this. And then we're going to look at one more chat, uh, one more verse, which is in second Timothy four, two, which I've actually read this before. Second Timothy four, two. 2 Timothy 4.2 says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Now, this is also speaking to pastors. Like chapter four is all about preaching the word. You guys can read uh, 2 Timothy chapter four, and it's all about preaching the word. It's the final chapter, but it's all talking about preaching God's word and how we should do it. So verse two literally speaks to pastors saying, Hey, preach the word as you're ready. But when it says in season, out of season, it, it kind of confuses us, but in season and out of season, out of season means that when you're in season, that means you feel like doing it. You want to do it. You want to listen, you understand it. And then out of season is you don't really want to listen to it. You don't really feel like it, you know? Basically, God is telling pastors, Paul is telling pastors, well, God is telling pastors, but God's speaking through Paul saying that, hey, pastors, shepherds that are leading your sheep in your congregation, I want you to preach the word, whether they feel like it or whether you feel like it, whether you don't feel like it or whether they don't feel like it. They need to hear this. And you you need to reprove, rebuke, and exhort, which rebuking actually just means a strong disagreement. And they want us to have complete patience over everything that we teach. 
So we can't just be mad at what we're teaching, what you're what you're studying studying for the people. Make sure you have complete patience of how you're preaching the word. Now, this is great and all that the pastors do this, but also this is the one that, this is the part that I was going to get into. That although it's great that our pastors preach to us, preach us God's word and understanding and knowledge, but we also have to take into con- consideration the bad things, the warnings we have to look for about pastors, false preachers. Because sadly, some churches today don't preach the way that God instructed them to. They twist, they twist scripture. Basically, the word is distort. They twist scripture for their own liking and for the liking of the people so they will like the pastor. But the point of the pastor is not for him to gain gain pleasure, which is what we all want. We all want love. But the, the point of the pastor is not to gain pleasure. It's to teach the people God's word, whether they like it or not. Whether he's talking about sin and hell or whether he's talking like he's talking about love and goodness about God or love and hatred and sin and death, right? He has to teach them anything that the word tells us to because the word, because God's word is the book. You should not twist any scripture that God has instructed the word to say. So if you're, if you have your Bibles, a key, a stay in chat in second Timothy, because after verse two in three and four, uh, verse three and four in chapter four of second Timothy, kind of a kind of wrap around your head, but second Timothy four, three and four say for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will acc- accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. So what does he mean by sound teaching? If you guys pay attention that he says they will not, people will, will not endure sound teaching. Basically that sound teaching means healthy teaching, right? Like, you know, those that those candy bars and stuff are good but if you don't treat your body to healthier foods like vegetables and salads and you know better things for you if if you only feed yourself on sweets and then your body's just going to get worse it's going to get weaker your immune system is just not going to get strong enough your blood is not going to get thick enough it's not it's not going to work your body is going to fail because you're not using the correct and correct food. Is it is it bad to drink soda? Of course not, but too much of it will hurt your body. So just like sound teaching, if we don't hear bad things, if we don't hear sin, if we don't hear hear hell, then the good that we're talking about God is not going to do anything. So what's the point of Jesus dying on the cross if we're just talking about the good stuff? Right? If pastors are only talking about the goodness of God and the love of God, and we're not getting to the sin. So, what did Jesus die for? He died for sin. 
Welcome to a brand new segment, what I like to call Scripture Sponsor. And in today's Scripture Sponsor, I would like to head to Matthew 14, 28 to 31, which says, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took a hold of him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I think this story can speak to us in a big way. You know, when we look at all these circumstances of life, all the struggles, all of these things that are not on Jesus, then we begin to sink into them. That's why when Peter looked at the storm around him, when he took his eyes soon off Jesus, he began to sink in the water, no longer walking on it. I think Jesus wants us to walk on the water, walk on the water of our circumstances and the things we struggle with. But if we take our eyes off Jesus, then everything begins to fall. Let us be reminded today to not take our eyes off Jesus today. Let us be reminded that even when there's storms, he will come through. This is today's scripture sponsor. So we need to talk about sin, which is what I was talking about in the last episode, talking about that sin is inescapable, that we need to talk about sin. So healthy teaching is just like I said with the body. I use that example with our body that we can't just eat too many sweets. Otherwise, our body's going to fail. We need to eat vegetables and stuff. Just like just like our bodies need healthier things, our minds and our spirits need healthier things, realizing that we are sinners in need of God's grace and we need repentance. We cannot just feed ourselves on God's love and God's goodness. He is a good, loving father. He is... He is merciful, he is gracious, but he's also just. And for those that will just hear what they want to hear, they will be judged. And many Christians, quote Christians, will be thrown to the lake of fire because they are not list they think that this is how it's supposed to go down for them, but they need to realize it's all about God, not about them. So make sure when you're listening to a pastor that this is healthy for you. How do you know that? Read God's word. Do devotions every morning. I do devotions. Sadly, I have. Uh, there has been times where I did lack. But the more you're in God's word, the more you're going to feed yourself with knowledge and stuff because you know what is truth because God's word is truth. What it says is true. So that way, when you listen to a pastor that's talking about, you know, God's always loving, God's always caring. And yes, he's always loving and caring, but he's also just. Read God's word. Feed yourself on God's word. We need to feed ourselves on God's word. Let us be hungry for God's word. Now that's not the only scripture I want to I want to flip to. I want to flip to First uh, John one nine and uh, eight and ten. So I believe it's so First John First John one nine and ten, and it says. Uh, for again, First John one eight and ten, eight. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 
and we all and maybe some of you guys know first john 1 9 you can probably quote that in your head or you can look it up in your or in your bibles but then we're going to jump down to verse 10 which says if we say we have not sinned we make him a liar and his word is not in us let's go back to chat go back to chat uh verse 8 so we can understand what it says so if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us so if you're a pastor remember healthy teaching if your pastor is not talking about sin then it's deceit and it connects with verse 10 if we say we have not sinned we make him a liar who's the liar god we make god a liar because he told us that we are sinning. He said that we fall short of the glory of God. That was Paul. But again, like I said, God speaks through people to write his letters, to write God's messages to people. So we make God a liar and his word is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, then we are lying we're making God a liar and God never lies. He knows that we've sinned. He knows that we've disobeyed. We, we reject him. We want to do wicked things instead of his good will. So make sure that when you're listening to a preach that he's at least talking about that we are sinners in need of repentance. And if your pastor on stage says that he is wicked and he's just at the level as you, that he struggles and he faces temptations then that's a good sounding pastor. Of course, no pastor is perfect, but when your pastor understands that he's also a sinner and he's not as, he's not just because he's on a stage doesn't mean he doesn't have sin. If he understands that he's just on a stage to preach to people and not say that he's perfect. If you see a preacher that says that he's a sinner as well and says he's a sinner as well and says that he needs God's forgiveness too, then that's a good pastor right there. That's a good evangelist that says they are sinners as well as the people that they're preaching to. Because we're all in need of God's mercy. Now we're going to flip over to first. We're going to stay in first John, but chapter four, one, which says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So let's read that again. Do not believe every spirit. He's uh, basically God is talking about do not believe everybody on this earth. Do not believe every everyone, but test them test the spirits test the people to see whether they are from god so test so when they are talking about a scripture because sadly most pastors today don't go into a lot of scripture so when your pastors talk about scripture make sure what he's saying is true look it up in your bibles look up the verses and the things that they quote and see if they're actually talking about god for it says as it says in Verse one, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. A lot of prophets now these days are twisting God's words around. So we need to be discerning and we need to realize and we need to gain the knowledge. As I said, let's do two devotions every morning. If you miss a day or two, that's all right. But 
when you feed yourself on God's word, let's go back to this. If we feed ourselves on God's word, then we won't be misled easily because we'll know the truth is in us. So like read through the four gospels and get into the letters of Paul and Acts and get into those because then you will know what is truth and what is not. And that's where we're going to flip over to Matthew seven fifteen. So speaking of the gospels, let's flip over to Matthew seven fifteen. You might remember, you might notice this verse, Matthew seven fifteen, and it says, "Beware of false prophets who who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves." This basically says that Jesus, this is who's speaking this. Jesus is saying, beware of false prophets. He already knows there are people that are going to mislead people from his word, from the true word. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. They twist that. They twist Jesus' words. Who come to you in sheep's clothing. So sheep are innocent, right? But wolves are dangerous. So wolves are representing the people that are speaking evil and speaking the wrong things and twisting scripture. So they're in sheep's clothing. You can look at them and say, that's a good preacher. But really, they're just hiding themselves in that clothing. Excuse me. They're just hiding themselves in that clothing because they because they're preaching wrong things. But they want to look like a pastor. But really, that preacher is not. So I think it's really interesting that we need to realize that there are a lot of prophets out there that just do not preach God's word in the right way. We need to realize that. And we're going to flip over. We're going to stay in Matthew, but flip over to chapter 22. And we're going to hit up, uh, it basically, it's it's chapter 22. You don't need to go to like a future verse. It's actually in by chapter 22. And I won't read this whole parable, but this is a parable that Jesus talked about, about the wedding feast. And in this parable, Jesus is comparing heaven to what people are doing. So there's this banquet that people are... Um, you know, having fun and stuff like that. But then there's this person that comes into this banquet, this this party, this feast, but he doesn't have this cloak on that everyone has. Back in the Bible times, when you attend a wedding, you had to put on this fancy garment. Otherwise, they would call you rude. It would be rude if you did not wear it. So this person, again, imagine this wedding feast and... This one person walks into the into the feast without anything on. Probably the, the servants told him, "Go in and put this stuff on. Uh, go in and put your, your your the cloak on. Otherwise, it's it's just not going to be. You know, it's not going to be fancy. It's not going to be. It's you're basically going to call it rude. We're going to call you rude because it, you're not doing it. So, well, probably they didn't tell him that part, but. It would be rude if he didn't wear it. But he walks into the banquet or anyway. And what they do is that they throw him out. And Jesus compares this to what people are doing in heaven. 
As Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Because a lot of people say, Lord, Lord, haven't I done things in your name? And he says, depart from me. Why? Because we are doing things that we're saying, Jesus, Jesus, but we don't believe it. Like you can read the whole Bible, but the one aspect you need to believe, the one thing that's in this Bible, this this book, this word of God, this holy word of God is that we need to believe Jesus. You can memorize any, all the whole Bible, as I just said. You can memorize the whole Bible. What really matters is trusting that Jesus is God. So this wedding feast is a this parable. Jesus is referencing that some people are doing this. They are saying, Lord, haven't I done good things? Haven't I done things in your name? Can I just enter the kingdom? And he's saying, Depart from me. I never knew you. He's going to throw you out. Just like the banquet people in this parable threw out the person that didn't put on the cloak. That's basically what Jesus does. When we accept Jesus, he puts on a cloak of righteousness because we understand that we are in sinners and he bought our sins with his blood. And when we realize that we're sinners, nasty, wretched sinners needing his mercy, and we just come to him on our knees asking him, that we believe that he is the Messiah. And when we do that, Jesus puts on a cloak of righteousness and we will be justified. Justified means that we are called righteous. Read uh, Galatians chapter two and you'll find that about uh, being justified. But as the banquet, just like the banquet people threw up, out the person because he didn't have the cloak on. That's what God's going to do with the people that think that they're good enough. They've said the, these prayers, they've done these things, but it's not about works at all. It's about trusting that Jesus is the Messiah and we are wretched sinners in need of his mercy. You can't do enough. There's no, su- there's no such thing as good enough. And the blood that they would sacrifice from animals in the old Testament was actually not helping them at all. It was just, it was basically delaying God's wrath, but it never actually saved their sins. So pastors, if you are a pastor or you, or you as a person that's thinking about being a pastor or people, or, or if you're a member of a church and you're listening to a pastor, I want you to realize that we need to listen to healthy teaching. If they're preaching God's word, That's a good thing, but make sure that we test what they're saying and then make sure that when we're doing these, that it's not about works. It's about trusting that Jesus is the Messiah and that we are wretched sinners. That's the whole point of the gospel. And when your pastors talk about that they're sinners in need of God's mercy, that's when you're at that's when you found a good pastor. That's when you found a good preacher because they need to realize that they are sinners, just like the congregation that they're, that they're preaching to. And that's what I want to say that we need to realize that we are sinners. We're wicked. But when you listen to those, when you listen to the shepherds, the pastors that God's given them that authority to preach God's word. So they're certain what they're saying Make sure they're not twisting God's word. If they're saying we have not sinned, they are lying, making God a liar. And then 
make sure that it's not just about good works because there's no such thing as good enough because that's why there's something called mercy this podcast is brought to you by gospel house ministries encouraging believers how to grow their faith to be the light of christ and to show those who have not heard about a god who cares stay tuned on instagram youtube and this podcast for more gospel house related content this is the gospel cast